Shame it's not a Saturday night. Yeah. Oh my god. I've got my bloody this is looks like Pierce, but it's actually Red Bull sugar free and Kirk's sugar free. So Pierce. Okay. <laughs> it's Pierce. Listen, I'm going I'm going through something right now. I'm wearing a women's jacket. Um I've got blue lights on. I don't need glasses, but I just got these on. I'm trying to help myself going to sleep. If I do lean back, I'm like I transcend Bruh. the known universe. You are now under my <laughs> command. <laughs> anyway, welcome back to Joe Up Podcast. What a way to open the podcast. This is yeah. the uh, <laughs> oh, man. This is the first foursome I've ever had. So thank you guys Woo! for all being a part of it. Um, I love trying out new things. Um, I quite like you guys as a band. Oh, hold on. I'm just totally fucking up the video for a minute. All right. So you guys are the clever references, but Sam, you're here. You were on the first episode. Would someone like to explain what the clever references is for the uninitiated? Uh, well, it's... Maybe let's do a roll call first, actually. So we've got sure. Sam, who's to my uh, on camera right. We've got Ash, who's above me. How you doing, buddy? Hey. Um, and then we've got Evan uh, diagonal to me. Um, and you're all on the band, The Clever References. Yes. Congratulations, everyone. (laughs) Being in a band is an achievement in of itself. We've got two really funny moments. I was messaging Ash beforehand because he wanted to do like mic testing and he was like, you know, he's in the middle of Ramadan and I was just like, how's that going? And he's like, yeah, fine, whatever. You know, I'm going to be a Luciferian or whatever you said, you know. <laughs> and then I, I, said, I said, you said, sorry, yeah. I said, uh, oh, it's a struggle, but yeah, it serves me right for being a Luciferian spy or something. Yeah, and so <laughs> I make the remark, you know, Beelzebub has a devil put aside for you. There we go. Which I thought was a clever reference, but, you know, <laughs> yeah. I think it... Anyway. I mean, I mean, like that's that's kind of sort of like the spirit of the thing. It's like uh, when we started the band. I think I, I'm sorry for like just jumping in. Like, go ahead, but, no, go ahead. I love this. Like I think when I was like, uh, it's 2019, right? Man, that's a million years ago. Um, for all like, intents and purposes, that was last year, kind of. <laughs> kind of, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So like 2019, like me and Evan, we were we were just playing as a duo. Uh, I remember seeing I you guys. During... Oh really? Yeah. So you Sam was in his solo act. Um, oh yeah, yeah. No, this was this was that night. It's a uh, open mic days. Yeah, open I mic mean, we're still in open mic days. Like honestly, like. <laughs> yeah. When we restart, it's, it's open mic. I'm, I'm still in open mic phases as well for everything. This is an open mic podcast. <laughs> you know, someone else might just come on later. Who knows? Like, <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, back to what I was saying. Mid two thousand nineteen, we were figuring out like a band name or whatever, right? And we uh, essentially we had a short list of all really bad ideas, um, and uh, we noticed that everything was a clever reference or trying to be anyway. <laughs> And, like, we also noticed, like, most bands are kind of clever references, you know? My Chemical Romance is a reference to Irvine Walsh novel, I think, maybe. And uh, R.E.M. is, like, sleep patterns or whatever. It's just something that's weird and wonderful and, like, 
Like it just identifies you as something unique. And we just thought, okay, so the Ur band name is the Clever References. So we just took it. And the amazing thing is we Googled it and nothing was called the Clever References. It was amazing. It's a pretty it's iconic the- name, I do got to say. I quite like it. <laughs> now, yeah. now we've got also, sorry, Ash, I don't know if you've got a solo career, but Sam's Galagath. And Damn. Evan is fish slapper. Um, are, what are those clever references to? Or does um, it not apply to solo acts? <laughs> I don't know if um, I can. I can speak for myself. I don't know if you have if fish slappers a reference to anything, Evan. If, um, not really. Um, have you seen that? I guess people in between Monty us? Python. Oh no! What's the Monty Python one? Oh, it's just the a dance where people slap each other with fish. Oh, nice. Do you know what I mean by the in-betweeners? I've, I've never seen the in-betweeners. Are you kidding? Oh. Does anyone else know what I mean? No. Oh, I am afraid I am not clever. I've enough, heard but... of it. Okay. Uh, Season 2, Episode 1, Spoilers. It's a show that came out fucking over 10 years ago. Um, and there's one, they're on like this weird fishing trip and they catch a fish in the London Channel. And instead of throwing it back in, Neil, the idiot amongst the group, punches the fish to death. Oh, that. Oh, yeah. It's totally random, but it's like, it's not very PC either, but I kind of, it's a good vibe. And so that's what I was I thinking. I mean, like, I'll, I'll ask this to Evan. Uh, like, why why did it, uh, why does Fish Lapper speak to you like that? And why do you have it on a jersey in high school? What 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 else was I gonna put on my high school jersey? <laughs> this guy literally has like on a high school yeah. jersey like fish slapper. What number was it? Eighteen, I think. Yeah, eighteen, eighteen. Yeah. <laughs> As compared to fish slapper seventeen, and not want to be confused <laughs> with fish slapper nineteen. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did I have? Did Did you just have Galagath and I had Joe.com? I think I did have Galagath. So I wasn't even I, posting. I've had the Joe.com channel for ages, but I, I just haven't posted. I just thought the name was really cool and I took it. That's a, that's a very epic name. Honestly, really? Joe.com. Oh, like, thanks. It, it'll, it'll become more epic as time goes on, honestly, as like people try to be creative with names and stuff. Damn. But it's it's kind of feels timeless in a way because the internet's yeah. always going to be on comms and stuff like that anyway. I think the funny thing that we haven't mentioned yet is... You said as we hopped on the Discord, Evan, it's good to see you. It's been a year. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, Are you I guys still a band of- or have I just assembled three people who hate each other? <laughs> no, it's... I don't know if you noticed, Joe, but there's a pandemic going on. No. <laughs> no. Where? And... <laughs> Unfortunately, I for for the purposes of being in a band, I am oh, being in an Australian band specifically. Uh, I'm Indonesian, <laughs> so like when the pandemic was happening, like we didn't know what was happening with my visa and stuff. I only had a student visa, so we ended up just I was uh, postponing my education and stuff over there. I should say I was I was going to say over here. What were you studying? Uh, uh, public health. University of Melbourne, yeah. Oh, you could have been helpful over here, Jesus. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I also have an MD too. That's not a no cap. Anyway, um, 
like so we had to i had to go home that was just the safest thing to do just go back home everyone uh of every nationality and stuff like that so we've been remote for a year have you or guys more, which <laughs> have you guys um still been in contact or have you written oh, any yeah. songs or we've done oh, music yeah, right. Uh, Sam? I, I just, I mean, I don't know, maybe, I know you're, I mean, you're also quite, I mean, I guess we're all involved. Yeah. <laughs> we're weird argument. I don't know, I think it's been a little, little bit sporadic, just, I mean, so much of being in a band is being able to play off of each other's energy in real life. But I, I think for what it is, we've, I mean, we've put a few songs out. We've sent a few yeah. down across, I, I think we've done what we can. You had two yeah, for sure. uh, quarantine songs, right? Yeah, one's called Quarantine, nice, which is kind of a bad idea. Oh, <laughs> is, it, is it just called Oh No or I'm in Danger? Uh, it's called, I think it's Oh No in brackets, I'm in Danger. Okay, well, that's that's a bit more helpful for those trying to find it. Audi- <laughs> Listen, it's actually a banger of a song and I was trying to scroll through you know, your YouTube page and your Instagram to just get a little bit of inspiration and stuff to learn. Oh no, the music video, I've got my reservations. I'll just say that. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like the music video itself, like if we're just going to talk about the music video, it's just, we have to do something as a band. You know, I mean, like, I mean, like, I mean, we've been talking for like- Were a you in Jakarta when you made that? Yes. Wow. So, like, uh, I was saying, like, uh, we have chemistry. I mean, as uh, yes, I've seen you live. You absolutely do have chemistry. Yeah, I couldn't and, tell because, like, for all talking. I know, you guys could have driven around with the green screen, gone to each other's houses, and then with a camera and then um, film it, or you could have taken turns in the same area. Um, but I think Sam I, told me that. I mean, yeah. I know. Yeah, no, my part was done that. Our bassist, who is Mel, who unfortunately is not here. He's a funny little joke, actually. So Mel, a woman, she's got, you know, long hair. So does Sam. So does Evan. Ash, step the fuck up, man. Like, <laughs> I can't grow this. I'm already, this is, this is as far as it goes. Who's the, lead, uh, who's the um, guitarist from Dragon Force? You know, through Defiant uh, Herman Lee. Herman Lee. That yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's got. Would love to have that hair. Yeah. <laughs> that- Unfortunately, I, I think I'd, I'd love to have that voice. guitar skills as well. I wear a damn hat every time. Oh, I should be wearing my hat right now. I'll get it. Oh, okay. <laughs> See ya. All right. Bye, Ash. And that was the podcast. Oh, uh, I should probably blur that out. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> what does that say? Nah, this is bad for lighting. No, it's, it's fine. You guys are so concerned with everything. I'm, I, I listen. I'm just at a, a little home base, but I've got lighting. I've got this is just my office. My other jacket, which I should be wearing, is over there, but I'm wearing this fucking woman's jacket because I'm going through a crisis. I've added <laughs> more Lego to the background. You can see Venom and Darth Vader. Are you right. guys fans of uh, either Venom or Darth Vader? I've got well, too much Darth Vader in the background. Did I have Star Wars in Jakarta? I had. Do you have Star Wars in Jakarta? You know, that's a, actually a valid question if you ask that in China. Because have you heard about, like, the bootleg China comic of Star Wars? Comic? Yeah. So Tell me. Hang on. 
hold on. Let's see if I can get this light on. No, just tell your story. We need to keep talking. Sam, tell a story quick. Think of something. There we go. That's story. a good light. <laughs> that's very bright. bright <laughs> yeah, that's very bright. There we Should go. Should have figured out. We've been going for so, 12 minutes. Star Wars comic. <laughs> Star Wars comic. So actually in the 70s, they didn't have Star Wars in China, but they had the posters, right? Huh. So they knew they knew what the characters looked like. And I think some somebody had a spy in America that watched the movie one time and just wrote down notes of what the plot points were. <laughs> and they wow. made a bootleg comic out of that. So for 30 years, like 77 to like when Phantom Menace came out, which is 99, I think. Uh, all they knew about Star Wars is this bootleg comic, which is surprisingly accurate, quote unquote. Wow. But there's like How severe inaccuracies. I fucking <laughs> love Star Wars. Star Wars is like so awesome to me. How do I not know it's, this? So like, like, for example, like, uh, I don't know if how big an anime fan you are, but... You know Space Battleship Yamamoto? Not like, really. Essentially, essentially, they just put... Uh, they, uh, in the anime, they just put essentially the design of a naval warship in space and just called it a spaceship. Yep. This bootleg comic had that. <laughs> so that was the Star Destroyer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Must check out. Unfortunately, not related at all to the clever references. It yeah, is a fine. giant clever reference, though. So. Yep. <laughs> Every, this whole podcast is a clever reference to something. <laughs> um, Evan, you were talking to Ash about anime earlier and Ash's t-shirt mainly. I'm guessing you're an anime fan too, or? Uh, not that much, really. No? Well, it's not even really anime. That's a, that's a musician, right? Uh, yeah, it's actually an anime rendition of... Oh, uh, right. The cover of uh, Plastic Love, which is uh, pretty iconic these days. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of those random algorithm loves it songs. <laughs> you know, it's kind of have a, a meme life of its own right now. My favorite meme life song that, like, you know, it just pops up. You know how the YouTube algorithm works. You just see something randomly, like once every two and a bit years or maybe yeah, during yeah. COVID once every three months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know, I think the proper pronunciation is Deantwood, but it's Deantwood, Diantwood. Yeah. It, it <laughs> like, reads yeah. as Diantwood. It's South African and my South African friends like, I mean, like it's Deantwood. I, I hear it as Diantwood, so. <laughs> like uh, Diantwood. You know, baby, baby's on fire. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> Do you guys know what I'm talking about, Sam? No man. So okay, so iconic. He talks about you know they do grace around the table, and she goes, you know, we love you, Satan, and it cuts to their dog, and their dog is named Satan, and it's total crackhead energy, and it's like, would, yeah, anyone, would anyone like? They're speaking Afrikaans, and it's like, would you like a drink from the fridge? And the um the guy's like Red Bull, like uh, longest R roll, and then. <laughs> eventually they stop speaking Afrikaans and they cut to English and the girl's like hey mum JB's gonna come by on his bike and then the guy's like what JB fuck that motherfucker don't let him come here anymore and it's like <laughs> the energy is just all over the place hang and- on here's a question hang okay. on sorry 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 uh, can you guys roll your R's actually I think I can quote I can do the Chewbacca sound well- 
Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Like properly roll your R's. Oh, yeah, yeah, the, the the Afrikaans R is a different R to the Indonesian R. That's what you're thinking of. Oh yeah, sure. Um, like the, the, the Afrikaans one is back of the throat. Hang on. The, by the way, just to qualify things, this guy actually studies linguistics in yeah, right. college. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were saying. So it'd be. Can you roll your R's, Evan? Yeah, yeah. Prove it. Is Prove a podcast? It? It's an audio format. Probably not. <laughs> Give it a try. Am I going? I'm at seven going. Yeah, you're going. Yeah. I'm going. Oh, I can do the fucking. Oh, are we allowed to swear? Probably not. Mm-hmm. Um, I've just sworn like five times in the past <laughs> five minutes. Like. You know, you know the song "Panda," right? By Designer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I can almost do that some days, even on a good day. You know. Yeah, I'll just add okay. that the the reason why I have this fascination with rolled R's is one, I can't do it. Two, essential part of speaking Indonesian. Really? <laughs> so, like, so. I am legitimately, I legitimately have a speech inter- impediment in Indonesian, though. Oh, it okay. only comes up in Indonesian. <laughs> Well, it's interesting because it's like the big English speech impediment with a lot of kids, at least, is like R's yeah. and W's, and so people get those mixed up. There's the obvious um, language ones between, you know, if you're learning English and I know if you're French, you, your H's are a little bit tricky to get through. Um, I'm guessing, Ash, English is your second language, maybe? Yeah, it's kind of become my first language in terms of i don't know how you define that but i'll say this much i think in english more than i think in indonesian oh okay like I, had a co- I had a co-worker who english was his third he's from brazil so he was portuguese then spanish yeah. then english but he was using english more so chronologically it's his third language but yeah, yeah in yeah. day-to-day it's his first so like that's true i mean like just a little anecdote about growing up indonesian i guess so like if you have this specific speech impediment what people would challenge you with is a challenge being bully obviously is uh the snake goes around the post which in indonesian is ulev malinkam ulev the malinkam? i forgot uh, yeah i'm not even saying it right because oh, i can't okay. Evan can probably. Can you say snake? Ulan? Ulan. There we go. That's the way you're supposed to say it. Damn. You roll your R's at the end, is the thing. Yeah, is man. the challenge, anyway. Well, oh, yeah. Ulev Blinkam Nipagam, the snake uh, twirls around the gate or whatever. It actually rhymes in Indonesian, too. And English, anyway. Evan, given that you're the linguistics guy, do you write all the lyrics? <laughs> So, Ash, do you primarily primarily write? Oh, yeah. Like, um, I mean, like. I remember in the open <sighs> mic night, you said that you shit out songs like crazy. You just write, at that time at least, you were writing all the time. Yeah. There's, it was a, it was a, yeah. Like, if I want to, I can write all the songs I want. Like, currently, I don't write songs because I don't see what the point is. <laughs> Damn. The band's like, just I, gonna fall apart mid-call. <laughs> no, no. Sam and Evan have solo acts. They're fine. Okay, if you guys just want to dissolve now, that's fine. You'll have to tell Mel afterwards, all right? Poor thing. But 
I can be I like mean, your deal broker, but Ash, you're going to have to find something new to do. I feel like we're like one step away from this call just becoming band therapy. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, How does that meaning, make you feel? Hang on, hang on. Uh, I, I didn't finish my statement yet. Go so ahead. I don't see the point because we have 50 songs already. 50? <laughs> and they're all bangers is the thing. That, in our estimation, anyway. Like, you have um, fifty songs, Sam. You knew, you know, you have fifty songs. I have a, I have a Google, Google. You have twenty five songs. I didn't even realize you had twenty five. So the problem being, like, okay, you have twenty five songs. Okay, they're all great, but the way the music industry is, like, you have to release songs and stuff like that. You kind of. Like, it, every release has to be an event. Otherwise, people get tired of you. You know what I mean? Well, The weekend for, like, two... So he's done a Save Your Tears uh, remix with Ariana Grande. And then previously he did, I think, In Your Eyes with Doja Cat or something like that. But he just, yeah, had, a, yeah. he just had a post on Instagram and that was it. I mean... Now, I he's think got millions he- of followers. He actually broke a record. He is the first male artist to have three number ones across three different years from the same album. Yeah. For like the key, the key, uh, <laughs> the key word being Ariana Grande and Doja Cat. <laughs> yeah. yeah like, they're they're I mean, kind of buzzwords had, at the moment. Hey. Yeah. I mean, like if we had like uh collaboration connections like that, I mean, we'd, we'd probably take off or whatever. Uh, like uh, in terms of creativity, anyway, I, I'm not going to say that we're going to be successful off the bat. If we, even if we had, that kind of kind of star power, but it's more like we have like um, <clears throat> sorry. So the plan is when the borders open up, right? I'm gonna return to Australia and we're gonna regroup and we're gonna be like productive again in terms of like releasing the songs that we've been dying to release for like a year, a year and a half, or whatever. Jesus, that's crazy that you've been sitting on all these songs for a while yeah like i mean like uh it's like sometimes i call mel yeah like to, to catch up or whatever and i call these guys too from them um, yeah, not evan year year and a little over a year <laughs> no he was the og evan. member and you haven't talked in over a year <laughs> no, me and evan we we had each other on Telepathic connection. I think we're all, we're good. It's like whoa, whoa, whoa. we've seen each other on, on on Discord more recently. Just yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Do you guys play games on Discord or like do you just chat? Nah, just chat. Trying to realize. So there's the Galagath Discord, and I realize that I'm in the best boy category. I don't even know what that means, <laughs> but there's me and one other dude, and I just said, "Guys, I'm the best boy," and I've just left that, and I'm gonna see. If his chat <laughs> responds to that, because I, I don't think that's the first thing I would have ever said in his Discord. It's I love the I only love, thing. Uh, yeah. Oh, you just said it now. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Um, tell you what, I think it's just you and my American friend Skype, who is Skype's like a because I do mashups on the side, right? Yeah. He's just another. You've mashup. had your own podcast. We're not talking about yeah. you today. All right. Well, <laughs> yeah, I was I was given the quick summary. <laughs> Um, but I'll, I'll talk about this about Sam though. Like, uh, so Sam actually joined us during the pandemic when we were like apart. So Sam joined us like when we were already remote, like it was 
me, Evan, and Mel. And we can talk about Evan and Mel in a bit, but let's talk about Sam for a bit just because that's the good segue, I guess. Um, like, Sam really opened up a lot of songwriting possibilities with the clever references. Uh, the clever references stuff. Like, for example, like, Oh No, I'm in Danger, like the newest single. That couldn't happen uh, without Sam. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, right. we were jamming it out, and there was, like, a big empty spot at the end of the chorus, and it was just there for Sam to put in his sounds. I've heard that, you know, like, people yeah. were just, like, sitting there in the recording booth, like, listen, this is good, but something's fucking missing, and it just... Yeah, 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 yeah. Classic movie, and, and, like, I, I, I think that it's such a shame that Sam joined us when the pandemic was going on, like, because... When Sam came in, it's like there was a missing thing that was suddenly like complete or whatever. And like even before when Sam joined, like we had a previous single called Tell Ben Kate. And when it was uh, when we were like arranging it just for drums, guitars, and uh drums, guitars, and vocals and bass. Yeah. Like we felt that this this is a good song, but it needs like personality on the top and we ended up adding organs and keyboards and stuff like that and we were concerned that we can't play live because we're just three people and none of us play keyboards and that's where sam comes in yeah right did you guys uh, meet on that open mic night or did you meet yes. beforehand wow i'm, I'm pretty sure this oh, was the one in that open mic night. yeah 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 because yeah, 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 yeah. joe you were there because i invited you and a mutual friend right yeah and then um yeah you guys went through Damn. I think, um, yeah, we just, just chatted for a bit afterwards and then we kept running into each other at mic nights. I think that was mainly how it was, right? Yeah, nice. Yeah. The other person from that mic that I want to have on is Fliss Dart because I think she's kicking quite a few goals and doing a few things now. Yeah. I remember before COVID, she had like a studio deal lined up or something like that. and Yeah. So, they had like a whole record label kind of thing going, didn't they? I think it's just one I, person. I like his producer. I think it's Dan Johnson, isn't it? Dan something? Dan Johnson. Was that... I don't know who Dan Johnson is. I don't know a lot of the names and the producers. Uh, uh, essentially, if you listen to any Fliss Dart song, Dan's the one that's actually creating like the soundscapes and stuff. Is he like an Australian Max Martin? <laughs> I think he aspires to be. That's not the best, that was like, but... I, I do media I mean, at uni, and in intro to media, they were talking about like you know, creativity and originality and stuff like that. And then he gets up this thing and he goes, who's this guy? And someone goes, Max Martin. Here's all the songs he wrote from 2001. Um, <laughs> Hit me baby one more time all the way to problem by Ariana, the Ariana Grande song. Yeah, like, yeah, Damn, yeah, yeah, this yeah. guy's awesome. He's still active now. He's still you know, like, he pops up in like credits. Because was, I think, like, sorry, go. He was behind blinding lights, which is. Really? Yeah. yeah. He's like, have you have you heard like the term like script doctor? Like Carrie Fisher is a script doctor, or something like a that. Script doctor. Yeah. So like, what people would do is like they produce a song, right? And then they say the thing you just said was, "This is missing something" or whatever. Uh, and Max Martin is one of the first guys on the speed dial for that kind of thing right now because of his previous experience with pop stuff. That's why he gets on so many credits is that way these days. He also produces his own thing, obviously, but that's why he's so ubiquitous, I guess, these days. Yeah, right. That's, um, 
What a, what a world. I don't know like if I can relate to the music thing specifically, but I've edited a few things. I've written yeah. a few things as well. Um, and I've just like in video essays, but I've definitely like, I have a 30 minute long video essay on video game high school and mm-hmm. I want to make one for seasons two and three. Don't worry. I'll get around to it. The two people who are asking for that. Sorry guys. Um, but you watch a 30 minute thing and I'm just the first draft and edit. And I'm just like, something has to be in here. Like I, it needs more. And that anxiety is driving me, was driving me fucking crazy. Um, yeah. Um, so Sam, you do the keyboards and all the fun synth and stuff like that. Oh, wow. (laughs) Honestly, I didn't even realize that was still on. <laughs> nice. Play us, play us a little melody. We're going to do a whole multimedia podcast production sort of thing. Um, yeah, no. I, it's it's definitely, it's, it's a bit of a weird thing, at least with the band at the moment, at least in the way I've been able to perceive it because it's been, well, because I think, Ash, you were, we had a few conversations about me potentially joining the band yeah. around the January before the March that, sent us all into lockdown yeah 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 for sure and um by the time because we were sort of leading up to that and then everything happened and then it was like okay let's just sort of do it on the side and then we'll say something let me release the next single but it's it's interesting being like hey guys i'm in a band this is our stuff we're on spotify or whatever when you because i've i've never rehearsed with you guys we've never we've never actually played music (laughs) (laughs) It's a concern I have in the back of my mind every day, Sam. I'll just say that. This is the most chaotic, How disjointed are we band. But like, for like, I think uh, the way I'm tempering it in my mind right now is to have realistic expectations. Like, I don't expect like every layer of synth to be played live, just enough to make it sound exciting. Yeah. So, yeah. like, I'm. Uh, it's all right actually. It's because fine. I think. I don't know. If I was thinking entrepreneurial about it all, there's got to be a value in live music versus what you record and put on Spotify. And there's also going to be value in the music video. So um, live, you, you'll riff or whatever. Um, but you guys actually haven't even practiced together. So maybe get that down first. You get a little bit of work to do, <laughs> let's be honest. But yeah. Listen, um, it's all up from here. I don't want yeah, to like jinx you guys no. and, you know, then put you in a bad spot, but I, I think it's all going to be upwards from here. Uh, Joe, so like we actually have a live album kind of like it's uh, like, so we, so there was this already out. Night. I think it's already out. It's not readily available. It's really hard to get. You have to be on a mailing list or whatever, but I'm actually thinking about making it just, uh, available to what everyone. is this the original Netflix business model <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. it is the original Netflix business model anyway um, yeah it's it's. I'm thinking about making it more readily available soon need to discuss it with the band the logistics and network whatever but you're totally right about the value of the live experience being different than the recording than the music video because like um, when I listen back to the live album, oh yeah, uh, background. How how do we have a live album even? Um, so we were 
So we're doing open mics as we discussed earlier, right? And there's this one really good open mic was in the Bergie Seltzer, like Sydney Road, do you know? Uh, maybe, maybe. Okay, okay. So they have a, an open mic at the Bergie Seltzer, and they they have this kind of sort of resident artist named Hamish. Um, I think he goes by Mishmash these days. Anyway, so what he does is he sets up like a recording setup. Like there's a laptop, there's a lot of mics. You remember Evan? Yeah, 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 yeah. So the the drums were like properly mic. They had like how many mics on the drums? Was it like a proper setup? Or? Yeah, it was, it was pretty good. I think that was like, you know, just kind of like one for kick, one for snare, one for the toms, and one overhead. But yeah, you know, it's not long ago. But was it like, like dynamic mics, or was it little lapel kind of things? You can listen to the track yourself, and we're gonna release it soon anyway. You can you can judge for yourself. But nice. essentially, I, I'm <laughs> saying it's mixable. You know what I mean? Like so, like in this this setup for an open mic. Like you can get up there and get recorded, quote unquote, semi professionally. Yeah, wow. In the, yeah, so really like cool. I I knew that was a thing that he was doing. So I arranged for the band, and this was before Sam, sorry. Um I arranged for the band to like, hey, we need to do this open mic because Hamish is doing this recording everything thing semi-professionally, and I'm gonna get all the stems and we're gonna make a live album out of it. Uh it turned out really great. Like, and the energy is very different. We play the songs faster one. Um, and it was just a different energy. There was no keyboards, obviously, because Sam's not there. But definitely a different vibe, and uh, it really speaks to what you were saying about the live experience, differentiating from what's recorded and stuff like that. Definitely, That's super agree. interesting. It's like it's yeah. funny. I like when I was younger, um, my dad would have, "Am I ever gonna see your face again?" He had that, but like a live version on the iTunes. Um, massive playlist that he had and yeah. it was like you would hear whoa beforehand and I'm like I just want to hear this song I don't want to hear this bullshit <laughs> but now as I've, as I've gotten to you know my humble old age of 21 and my fashion crisis that I'm experiencing now I've got mm-hmm. many songs from a live 2007 Daft Punk on my main playlist I've got the live version of uh, Kiss, um, Rock and Roll All Night Long. I think a couple others. I can't think on the top of my head. But it's just a really nice change up and it's it's a whole different vibe. Like I wouldn't walk the dog and listen to that kind of music. But if yeah. I was like doing something chill, if I was working, if I was just, you know, vibing, doing emails or whatever, like that sort of live music thing, you can take me out of it for a moment and, even for a second, I can close my eyes and I'm there. So, I'll 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 uh, I'll put in one recommendation for like a live album if you're like looking for that experience. Yeah, so, please. Like, so there's this mid '90s band. Uh, it, they're actually pretty like a lot famous. They're it's called Powderfinger. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, in Australia, yeah. Uh, but Counting Crows and like their recording is, I want to say, really flat. Like it was. What do you like, mean by really flat? Because I like music, like, but I don't really know the terminology. It's flat, as in like it's not exciting. You know, it's like they're playing the song, and the background is when they were recording that album. They just formed as a band. Oh, nice! <laughs> like 
one month later. So they were a band for one month. They got scouted and then they recorded their album. And uh, it, uh, uh, they had a hit with Mr. Jones, like Mr. Jones and me. Oh, yeah. All right. So what they did was what they were actually is a good live band. And they ended up making a complete run through of their first album live. Like, uh, when they're like a seasoned band, and that album is actually a way better representation of the songs than their original release, August and Everything After, or whatever. So, my recommendation for like a live album you should listen to is that August and Everything After Live Counting Crows. You're gonna have to send that to me in a message because we're gonna talk about a few things, and I'm totally gonna fucking forget. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure, for sure, for sure. Um. I guess I kind of touched on this earlier. So Ash does mainly all the writing, but do you do the lyrics or do you just, do you do your instrument as well? Do you do the other people's instruments? Do you, how does creativity work within the clever references? Right. So, uh, by the way, Sam and Evan, feel free to talk once in a while and answer one of the questions. (laughs) (laughs) That's nothing against you, Ash. You're actually fucking great at this. Keep it up. Sam, Uh, step up, mate. You're a good friend. I can say that to you, Evan. We're, we're kind of getting to know each other. So I'll, I'll watch the so, banter. Sam, fucking get with it, all right? I'm like, So what I usually have... So mean. <laughs> Love you too, man. So, so what I usually have is when I come in, I... So, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you a bit of a background for me. Before the Clever References, I was in a kind of sort of band slash solo project called Shorthand Phonetics, not important. The important bit is... What's that is a clever reference to? Dumb things. No, okay, okay. <laughs> it's dumb. It doesn't really matter. Uh, okay, fine. I'll, I'll bite. Shorthand Phonetics was at one point what they were, the academic term for SMSs. Shorthand Phonetics. Really? You, like U is just the letter U and stuff like that. Damn, it never that's cool. I love that. It. Why did you want to keep that a secret? That's so cool. <laughs> it's, not, it's not relevant to the TCR. Um, but essentially, before the clever references, I had this project where I made essentially like a full blown rock album every year and just released it for free. So in my brain, there's like a bunch of muscle memory on just how to write a song. You know what I mean? Yeah, if you wow. can imagine that. Yeah. Like, uh, the reason why we have 40 songs and 50 songs and, like, I was writing all the fucking time is just because I have that muscle memory. Like, Ash, write a song about this. I can do it. You know what I mean? Like, do you know it's what? Not I going- find it impressive. Sam can do this. And so we've been hanging out. We were listening to a song and there's the piano there. Sam's suddenly playing it on the piano and he can, like, hear it and stuff like that. I, I'm, asto- I'm astounded by it. And that's why I <laughs> he's like, doing his uh, own sound effects. I love it. <laughs> I've got sound effects. I just haven't programmed them yet. I had this like wrestler on, and we were gonna do this thing where his character was gonna invade, and <laughs> <laughs> he has his theme going in the background. I've got like people cheering and stuff like that. I had to do the Discord phone call, so I would press the button, and then I'll be like, "Oh, what's this?" It's on my Instagram right. as well. It's a really funny video. Anyway, back to what you were saying. Yeah, so I have all this muscle memory of just how to write a song, whatever. But the next challenge for me specifically is how to write a meaningful song. You know what I mean? Like, so, like, I know what I sound like and I'm bored of it. You know what I mean? So when I, 
like when we make a clever references song, I make the conscious effort to just have an acoustic version of me, guitar and voice, and just like, hey guys, I have this type of song, and I let Evan do all his parts like almost improvis improvisationally, right, Evan? Yeah. <laughs> Are you like, very so imp like an improvising type of player, uh, Evan? I'd say so, like, and until the song has kind of got its form. Like, once we've played it a few times, it starts to take a fairly regular shape. Is it very similar to how, like, what you end up releasing is very similar to what you first come up with? Pretty similar most of the time, yeah. Like, sometimes it'll be like a section, you know, ends up on another symbol, but generally it's pretty similar. Easily, like, one of my favorite. You guys got to be more like Red Hot Chili Peppers. Don't make music like them. Like, make your own music. But yeah, yeah, the yeah. unity between all of them on stage and just them getting along. Chad Smith, the drummer, fucking going crazy in his overalls <laughs> with throw sticks out randomly. It's a fucking hazard. What if that went in someone's eye? Don't do that. I actually don't recommend you do that. <laughs> but, but you can uh, get that energy. Yeah, so, like... The reason why the original, like, the White Stripes plan was heck going ahead was because I felt like a, a very good connection with Evan because, like, every time I would show him, like, a, a skeleton of a song... How did you two meet, actually? Huh? How did you and Evan meet? Oh, that's a story. A long, long dead Facebook group. It's oh, dead? Cool. Is it dead? <laughs> I, I haven't seen anything from it in years. Uh, you, you take the story, Evan. Um, okay, so do you guys know the uh Facebook group? Uh, I don't know the Facebook page. Um, they see a discussion space, no, <laughs> implying music is good. Implying music is good. I'm not familiar, yeah, and then there's the, the group implying we can discuss music, right? Okay, uh, so there's there's this Indonesian spin off version, or there was, I, I, I haven't. Oh, it's oh that yeah, it's dead now. It's dead, Jim. Honestly, like yeah, Mundo. Yeah, Mundo. Uh, yeah, yeah, Mundo is dead. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Um. So yeah, we we basically just met on that. Um. Got like as someone reposted a thing from Unimob Love Letters, um, on Mundo. That was me. How good are the love letters? <laughs> I, thought, I thought you meant Unimelp love letters was dead. But yeah, uh, the original Indonesian group is... The Indonesian discussing music group is super dead. Yeah. But do you remember the actual thing from Unimelp love letters I posted? I should try and get someone who's like an admin on one of those pages on the podcast. Oh, yeah. And have sure. them talk about the crazy <laughs> shit that they say. It was some something about K-pop, right? I seem to remember yeah. there was K-pop and pregnancy involved. Yes, I can't remember. Either. Yeah, two two okay. things that have a very—they're like a circle. It's not a Venn diagram. They're, they're the same. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it was just extremely hilarious to me. And during the time in Mundo, of uh, sorry, implying we can discuss music, but in Indonesian, it's there was this big whole like blow up about is K-pop a legitimate form of music, which is like just the right topic for that kind of sort it's of It's also such a know. stupid question because obviously. I know. So, <laughs> what I, so my big contribution to that fucking discussion was posting this Unimelt Love Letters post that essentially was just this girl pining for a Korean international student that looked like his opa <laughs> and that she's pregnant with his baby and she's keeping it. 
because she wants to have. Like a she's actually bucket. pregnant. It's Unimelt love letters. Oh, probably. Yeah, it's probably not real. Just like, okay. But I posted that to Mundo and Evan noticed. I want to think that that story is actually true. But I think <laughs> I think what makes that page so powerful and good is because the stories are actually true, but they're anonymous. And so you can reveal a little bit more. I mean, That's why when you go and ask Reddit and people talk about, you know, not safe for work stuff, they actually reveal stuff. And it's like, yeah, holy moly, yeah, yeah. or you talk about people having sex with Zac Efron and having to sign an NDA. You're not supposed to actually say that you <laughs> signed an NDA. <laughs> but they but do. Joe, 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 uh, did you notice like the weird bit of this story, actually, other than the K-pop pregnancy open? I'll be honest, that whole story is a little bit weird. So yeah, <laughs> I might have of- got lost in the... That's kind of sort of obscuring the fact that Evan, an Australian who speaks English, is in an Indonesian group discussing music. In I just, I just love to lurk on the internet. Is what I love to do. <laughs> it's my favorite thing. Fuck, that's so, hilarious. Uh, so, just continuing on Evan's uh, kind of sort of jumping off point there. So Evan actually asked me, "How, how did you see this? Are you in Melbourne right now?" And then I said, yeah. And then we just met. And that's how we met. That is so <laughs> fucking awesome. That I is incredible. Like, I feel like we have to blow up just so we can say that our band was formed through shitposting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The first, you know, you'll be bigger than the Beatles and you form through shitposting. Honestly, that is like, so wholesome. Do you know what? I was talking recently with my family. People suck at telling stories. Have you yeah. noticed this? Like you sit around and people, you know, they'll be like, it was 2019, yada, yada, yada. It's like, oh, hold on. It was actually 2018 because I was still in high school at that point. And I was actually dating this girl because shut up. Those, those details don't remember. We just need the vibe and the gist. And yeah. you told that story excellently. A triple plus. <laughs> Fantastic effort. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, like, I mean, like, I think we're all kind of sort of in in terms of like, we're all sort of alone, but turns out we're all alone together. (laughs) I listen to your music, guys. I like it. I like your band. That's a clever (laughs) reference. Hey, (laughs) Um, every one of us, I think, has their own creative thing. Like, I think, like, I know you said, like, you had a whole podcast about it before, but. Uh, Sam has like inanimate mashups and stuff like that, which is fucking brilliant. I didn't know that was a thing before I met him, by the way. Mashups. He watched Pitch Perfect and then decided to make mashups. <laughs> is that true? And, no, no, no. Oh, I okay. mean, never mind. Let's just say yes. Let's say yes. <laughs> and just and just drumming up Evan for a bit, like uh, so drumming up Evan. That. Nice one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> was that on purpose? Uh, I don't know, man. I, I make the I, I, I do this unconsciously. Um, it's like, difficult so when I, you're that funny. Like I know this problem when you're so funny <laughs> that jokes just keep coming. Like, yeah. So Evan is like the fish slapper name. I mean, that's his like solo project, right? And like mm-hmm. recently, he got featured on a compilation that was written up by the New York Times and stuff. Wow. Like, honestly, that's no uh, cap. Like, oh no, no, because because the the part of the reason I messaged you in the first place because you know, really. Yeah, that's also true. New York so, Times, congratulations. Yeah, I've got a New York Times bestseller on my podcast. Awesome. I'm, I'm, 
what? In a very, very tangential way. I'm on a four-track EP released by a label in Palu who, like, has released basically nothing else. <laughs> nice. <laughs> like, I'll, uh, I'll provide the greater context here. So, like, so he was mentioning Ruli. So Ruli is Ruli Shabara. The big kind of sort of talking point being, like, he's, like, a very... Uh, looked up to noise electronica artists like he recently well it's been two years i guess but i think two years ago he played in ngv like the national gallery of victoria he got invited to play noise music in ngv that's how big he is noise music RC. just that's a genre right yeah so uh, i think i can describe yeah, it yeah describe it yeah i don't know if i don't know if i'd call senyao on noises exactly but like sure. like experimental music i guess experimental it's like experimental and alternative are two phrases that kind of bother me a little bit because if it's not part of you know the factory machine suddenly it's alternative and if it's using new machinery entirely it's experimental that's my shitty metaphor but like senora is more about like very old machinery okay we're continuing on the metaphor okay nice Uh, with like, ele- like electrified, very old machinery. Like, uh, yeah, right. Yeah, I kind of like it when old machines come back in new music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're getting off the rails a little bit. No, but like, I, I think I've I just like, I think the Joe has a like. There's a very good question in there in in terms of like, are you like? When say, oh, Fish Slapper makes experimental music, like when people make that statement, do you like, yep, experimental music, or like, do you want to be described as something else? I don't know. I use the term because I kind of don't exactly like talking about what it is. Like, it's better than people, you know, it's better than people thinking I make EDM, which is what. <laughs> oh, you know what's worth that EDM? It's interesting. People really don't want to be certain titles, but they don't know what title they actually want to be. Do you notice yeah. that? Yeah. Uh, Evan, 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 do, uh, do you know what's worth an EDM, though? What? IDM. <laughs> oh, I love IDM. I love it. I what's love IDM it. or IDM? Intelligent dance music. <laughs> <laughs> what is Smart Boy listening to? Hey, I tried dancing what? to it's, it's in 5-4? It's intelligent? It yeah. <laughs> Damn. No, but, like, it's... I want to say like it's just weird. Like there isn't any word for it. Like so, I wasn't, I wasn't really into, like, uh, for for lack of a better term, like, like experimental music or whatever. Despite being on an experimental music label <laughs> nice. before, so but like when like when I met Evan and we were like jamming and stuff like that, and Evan would be like, "Hey, do you want to go to this gig?" Okay, cool. And it's just this guy blowing on glass for thirty minutes. Oh yeah, you remember? Remember? This is But I'll say, but this this isn't a diss. It was an experience, Joe. You know what I no mean? No doubt. Yeah. He blew on. He blew Have on you glasses. seen that? I don't know his name, but he he uses the pipes and flip flops. Do you know what uh, I mean? Sam, remember? surely you know this, Sam. Surely. Pipes and flip-flops. So it's a big, like, table, and it's got different pipes of lengths, and it gets paddles or thongs or flip-flops, and he hits them, and they make different noises, and it's very synthy soundy This is making you sound a bit crazy. This is... 
This is mega viral. I'm not kidding. Like millions and millions of views. You're going to look no. at it and be like, okay, I know exactly what Joe's talking about. In fact, this is going to be the teaser. Is it going to be me talking to you guys, not with you guys? Let's get our prepositions so, correct. Um, uh, going back to the gig Evan got me to. So uh, the headliner was someone blowing on glass for 30 minutes. And before that, it was like, Communal cult chanting with metal music in the background, like like for real, like so. There's a stage, right? It was Hans there's Zimmer. Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> there's a stage, and then there's like the the audience section, yeah. right? So there's a band, like guitar, bass, drums. It looks like a normal band, sure. But then there's like ten cultists. I want to say. <laughs> For lack of a better word, it's more evocative in the in an audio form where I can't show you what it is. So there's ten cultists. They set up in the audience in a circle, and the background is playing like metal music, for lack of a better term. And then they just shout, "Primal scream!" Twenty minutes. That's their act. Wow, that's See, astonishing. Like, I was in a play. I was in the Crucible in uh, year 11, the high school play. (laughs) Listen, no, don't worry. Like, the scenes of live performance. I I was in the, I was like just a townsfolk. But basically, they built like walls on stage and they had people sitting around on the stage. And we did the play like that. And so it was almost 360 and very dynamic. And the audience felt very involved. Like they were burning the witches or whatever they were doing. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I would say, like... I'm all for unique viewing, live viewing experiences, but... It's, yeah. I think the cult um, screaming, not quite my <laughs> tango. It's a like, well, yeah. bad taste. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know how Evan is going to react to this description of it, but for me, as someone who's not exposed to that kind of thing all the time, it's an experience. Like, even me just describing it to you and you were, your initial reaction was like, wow, right? Um, Roll back the tape. Yeah. <laughs> wow, or whatever. But it's just something that's it's 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 good that it's not categorized in a way like like I don't want to be the genre. There's a genre called cult screaming. You know what I mean? And it's just like a factory of like people just making metal and cult screaming or whatever. But that's I don't funny. know, that's Evan. What, nice. what, what's your view on these? Kind of gigs. The, these kind of gigs. I mean, like where people can—it's a free for all essentially. You you come in, and yeah. as long as it's music, I, I I think they're good. I mean, it's a lot of what I play, to be honest. Um, what I've been playing recently is that kind of stuff. Um, I think I've seen you once live because you opened for Sam once, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, it sounded yeah. it sounded like the opening to Pursuit of Happiness, that sort of thing. Like, but more longer monotone sort of stuff. I kind of vibe with yeah. it. Okay, that's good. I, I just, I He's all flushed. I love it. I got him. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, like you're like like super red, like a tomato. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're now, very um, I am too. I'm just, I'm just trying to remember what I even played at that gig because it was yeah. it probably would have been really different stuff to what I'm playing at the moment. You did. I remember. I I remember they were like 
there were two songs and then one of them was like the opposite name of the other it was like oh yeah yeah something. that would have been becoming and unbecoming um, becoming yeah what's that scott Pilgrim? it's like this song is called i hate everything <laughs> i can't uh this one's called i hate yeah. you please die or something yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love you. Come back to life. That's the next one. <laughs> what music are we currently vibing to? Um, Sam, you answer. I see you. You actually, you already knew this before, and I know that you listen to her now. So it's kind of like Phoebe Bridges. Phoebe Bridges, yes. fantastic. Phoebe Bridges, <laughs> she's great. Production-wise, she's great. Really, just. I think it's just been a very solemn past year, just generally, and her music is appropriate for that. <laughs> so, Phoebe yeah. Bridges, for me at least. I don't know what you guys are jamming. Leon Bridges, the the, the brother. <laughs> <laughs> I like Leon Evan Bridges is- a lot. Evan, do you have a uh, artists artists that you're vibing with? I don't know. I've been. What have I been listening to? Um, this is a podcast. I hope we're talking. Ash, do you have anything that you've heard? Uh, okay. So, uh, so I'm like doing a lot of kind of sort of like freelance writing, and I'm trying to write my own novel right now. Crazy. Uh, Wait, Sam's yeah. writing a novel. I'm writing <laughs> something. You're writing something. Wow. There should be a writing club. Honestly, we should take notes. I'm not talking about what I'm writing. I talk about it too much. I've revealed stuff myself. My problem is I'll start talking about something. I'm like, I shouldn't talk about this. And then I'll fucking tell you five things that I really wanted to keep (laughs) secret. Sam's the only person who actually knows. He's like my my co-writer. He's just the person who I dump ideas on. And um, What's the term we had for the... Was it Carrie Fisher? Uh, something doctor script doctor script doctor yeah. I'm yeah. The script doctor. sam's my script doctor <laughs> in a way yeah for, for writing yeah um so uh i was saying like um, so i'm so i have a lot of writing projects right now like doing novels and stuff like that so like the default thing you listen to is lo-fi, lo-fi hip-hop beats yep. too. but but so i was like just vibing on it for a bit in the middle of like not knowing what to write or whatever and like hmm, how do they make these kind of songs? You know what I mean? And like, so I ended up going on this rabbit hole of how do, like going through chill hop tutorials or whatever, just looking at how they make this stuff. And now chill hop's ruined for me because every time I listen to chill hop, I'm trying to figure out what samples are they using and stuff like that. I can't work to it anymore, but I'm vibing. I'm vibing on like the lo-fi stuff right now. It's just- I fucking love sampling. I want to crack the code. I want to make stuff like that. You know what Sam, I mean? Sam makes some lo-fi stuff. He, he sent me like this whole zip file full of music rejects that I use as background stuff. <laughs> Seriously, it, it works well. You know, <laughs> I don't have to ask for copyright or say anything. I mean, some, Sam sometimes like very, 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 very occasionally would like send me something. Hey, I'm working on this or whatever. And like, hey, this is actually pretty good. And then he doesn't release it. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, I'm curious about this, and Sam, you can answer. When people say we love I'm this, this is great, 
Why don't you then release it? Okay, I'm going to be honest. It's a thing with, at least like in terms of, I'll just speak for like my original music, Galagath, right? Um, I just get very particular about like what I want to release. I'm not really interested in putting in one-off songs. I'm, I'm interested in cultivating a certain aesthetic, which I kind of want to keep in, like I want to keep things streamlined in that sense. So a lot of what I do, even if I like it, if it doesn't come together in a way where it coincides with like the whole sort of weird glitchy, I don't know, honest ambient pop kind of thing that I'm doing. I just, I, I, I don't know. I don't spend much time focusing on what I would do with it. Like for example, that lo-fi, that lo-fi piece, I think you went off of, um, like I'm, I think that's like, I'm really happy with that. I just not, I'm not really sure where to take it, I guess. Just do what, um, it was the Dutch guy that Lord Nas X just, took the beat from and it became Old Town Road. You just got to go on websites like that and suddenly you'll be doing interviews everywhere for that. I mean, like, like a far more practical kind of, uh, practical, <laughs> more practical music advice is like specifically on like, if you like make lo-fi stuff and stuff like that is, um, uh, put it on Spotify, like as a different name. I like, I know there's like, uh, uh, like you need to go through a lot of music publishing hoops for that. Like you need to pay for a new name or whatever. But if you like make the lo-fi stuff that can fit with like lo-fi hip hop beats or whatever, is like because sometimes Spotify will like pick that up on the playlist and that will just give you like momentum for that specific project. I know this is like more of a money making scheme. Yeah, anything, but, it, but <laughs> no, it's it's good though. It's good. And honestly, I I, I can say I've considered it. <laughs> I, I probably okay. should really. Because that's the thing, You've, your rejects, they're actually good music and I totally understand the idea about brand image and, you know, your particular sound and what you're looking for there. Um, but it's just, it feels wasteful that there's all this thing. Look, I've wasted a bunch of stuff. I My year 12 video, The Zombie Problem, it's it's on the channel. You should actually watch it, Ash. It's a total shit heap. Um you too, Evan, actually. And then you, you can talk talk about it to me afterwards. There, I spent more on what didn't appear on screen than what I actually spent that on things that appeared on. I had a 10-minute time constraint. And so I, I think I wrote like a 15-minute script. And so I had to condense a lot of it down. And there were some things to take out and keep. But... For example, I talked about this on episode two with uh, a guy called Matt who's doing a film challenge and does acting. This zombie in it originally had a gash like right here, but I realized in testing it and stuff like that that I wasn't loving it and I decided to just abort on it. And so I had all this latex and different makeup equipment that I bought. Holy fuck, that was awkward going into the store and asking to buy equipment. Um. Because I'm just like I need I need this makeup thing. And it's like what color? And I'm like red. I'm like it's like that, they look at me like I'm stupid for saying red. <laughs> yeah, but every, it should be a learning experience though. Like when you make projects like that, and that's what it absolutely was. Uh, actually, like I want to ask Evan this, like, um, like the fish lapper stuff. Like, would you say like what? considerations 
would you would you think about when you're releasing something that's like permanent, quote unquote, like on Bandcamp or stuff? Well, I've actually had the Fish Lapper uh, name going for a long time. Uh, How long? Since I was like really like my first releases as fish lapper would have been like 13 14 um uh, well you, so i've you, made a lot of are you, are you 21 or i'm 20 at the moment okay all right so um i've made a lot of releases over the years that i've been like at the time yeah this is permanent this is going to be the best thing ever and then like two or three years it's like no this is this is right. cringe the internet does not need to hear this <laughs> Um, I think there's like an element of when you just start out making music, you kind of, I mean, at, at least like, at least it was like for me, I don't know if it was the same for you, but just the excitement of having your stuff everywhere sort of takes over for a bit. And, yeah. You know, yeah. In the creation of it, you're like, you don't realize that you don't really need to put anything up necessarily at the beginning. Yeah, the fun of yeah. just having it there. Just gonna keep I'll, working. Uh, I'll provide a bit of counterpoint to that point, actually. So, uh, when <laughs> when it, it's just different experiences, I guess. When I was fifteen, there was so the only reason why I ended up recording my stuff is that I was in international baccalaureate IB. I don't know if you're familiar with it. Very. It's. It's very okay. Um, I so talked, I talked of, all about private school experience on podcast episode four, <laughs> but I had to take it down because the guest wanted me to. And oh, I, I wanted to get rid of it too because I sculled a beer on it. it we, we talked about messed up shit. Anyway, so one of the components for IB is you have to have a creative project. I'll just say, I'll just leave it at that. So you have this log book of 50 hours that you needed to fill out. And uh, people were like knitting and stuff like that, making a project and stuff like that. But we were hanging out and having a band and we were writing songs. So we ended up, hey, why don't we just record our own album? You know what I mean? And just to fulfill like the 50 hours, what we did was uh, we got a webcam mic and recorded every instrument with that webcam mic. It sounds lo-fi as shit. Nice. But it was like a concept album of like 15 songs or whatever. I'll link it to you later. And like, it's the actually the same experience. Uh, like looking back in two years or three years, everyone said, oh, this is cringe. This di- didn't need to be on the internet or whatever. So I can relate with that feeling. But also below that, like if I didn't release this, I wouldn't have started. Yeah, right. It's interesting as well with the internet and people our age because, you know, uh, two generations beforehand, if you idolized a musician, you would just, you know, sing to your friends, you might busk, you might enter local local competitions and things like that. Um, Things are so accessible now. Like I've always wanted to be part of media and do like short films. I've taken a lot of them down because I'm trying to be employable. But... um, all, I was, ever since I was like 13, I'll make short films and put them on my old channel. Um, and it was easy to just do. It was super straightforward. But back then, you you had to like actually 
wait for an opportunity, meet the right people. And you still have to meet the right people in this day and age and do those things. Don't get me wrong. But there's so much space to try things out, experiment, upload, you know, build a following. I'm guessing Sam's got the biggest following on inanimate mashups. Probably, yeah. That's a fucking community. That's huge. Is it it like over 100,000? Like way over 100,000. Yeah. It's it's at a hundred and twelve thousand. I think. It's fucking it's awesome. That's amazing, bro. Honestly, we talked about it on his episode, but he's not allowed to get a play button. Yeah, 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 because it's a uh, copyrighted music and stuff, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. Or, uh, Dude, I yeah. I went I went all the way to like the awards team specifically. Like, there were other creative benefits that you need to get in touch yeah. with the people to do it and i got all that way like through all those hoops and then it was right at that last moment that the awards team were like no yeah well on that somber note let's wrap up the podcast <laughs> oh, dude. any fun stories that you guys have for us just any you know little knickknacks right. and fun things that happen well we're just looking to the future a bit yeah, what's, what's moving forward for the Clever References? You've obviously got that live album that you're looking to release. Hopefully yeah. soon-ish. We're talking about it now. Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, I know Sam's uh, performing tomorrow sure. night. This is coming out on Friday, so you're going to already have performed. Great job, Sam. It was awesome. Woo! Um, I, I, I think I went. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, we will have seen. Uh, I mean, the near future, probably just because I talked about it. I'm going to talk to the rest of the band and about the logistics of it. We're going to release like a video. It's actually all recorded, like 15 minutes. I think the only point of discussion is, and Sam's here, is Sam's not in it, is the thing. So we need Damn. to like how to explain it and stuff like that. Because it's like archival footage, I guess, from like a, a year ago when Sam wasn't here. So we need to like finagle the messaging about that. And, um, Do you know what? And, Let's just talk about Mel quickly as well. Um, her involvement in the band was there's a fourth member. Unfortunately, she couldn't make it. Um, yeah. She was member three. How did yeah. she get involved? So we had a gig, me and Evan, when we were still a twosome. Uh, we had a gig with a band, with Mel's former band. And... Uh, still waters run oh. deep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And at the time, I was doing this kind of sort of interview series called Muso Chatter, which is unfortunately shuttered right now because I'm not there. Uh, and we did a Muso Chatter with Mel, uh, with not Mel, sorry. We, thought, we did Muso Chatter with the whole band and stuff like that. And I noticed something about Mel is because I've seen this girl before, actually, online. Do you know the, uh, do you know, uh, <clears throat> sorry, do you know a website called bandmix.com? com.au yes i think so yes okay so oh, sam goes no sam nods no <laughs> it's all good so essentially it's like where you can find other people who need bands or bands who need musicians and stuff like that it's a social media platform that's barely alive honestly um but i've i've seen mel because we were looking for a basis i i put up an ad looking for a basis and i i put in the search database and i found this attractive looking girl with a very good profile picture of her called Melisandre. I don't know how you pronounce that. So I sent her a message. Hey, Mel, Lisandre, 
we're in the clever references. This uh, we need a basis. We've done gigs. This is what we sound like. We need a basis, etc. He she didn't respond, obviously. So I brought that up in the middle of the recorded interview. Hey, Mel, I've seen you before, actually. Nice. <laughs> I love Franks, and that is fantastic. <laughs> and so Ash, she was we're, like, "We're going to get what? along, mate." <laughs> <laughs> or whatever and so and so the interview went well i think the episode's still up on the clever references music channel um but after the after the interview oh, and we were having this kind of sort of like eating pizza after the gigs or whatever mel asked me hey are you still looking for a bassist <laughs> nice and yeah, obviously, we just re- we just performed as a twosome without low end, so that'd be great. Um, and like, uh, like I, I know I'm being really glib about it, but it, it so when she joined, I wanted to write a song that featured the bass really heavily, and that was Tell Ben Kate. Oh, nice. Yeah, I I. So specifically in my mind is, okay, we need a slower song to ease Who is Mel Ben in. Kate or is it different people? Uh, I'll, uh, after this, I'll tell you. Ben okay, Kate. okay, okay. Um, essentially, like, we need, uh, in my mind, and this is how I write songs. If I write a song with a purpose, it's, it, it, it comes out meaningful, quote unquote. So I needed a song that was slow to ease Mel in because the rest of the songs are like really punky and stuff. Uh, there needs to be a featured bass solo in the middle so she can work towards something and not feel like a bit part or whatever. So that's how Tell Ben Kate went on. And there's like a like a bass solo in the middle. And I specifically didn't write anything there. Hey, Mel, can you fill this? <laughs> and Mel's been integral to the band songwriting ever since. Ah, oh, that is so cute and wholesome. I love how you talk about her being... The attractive one amongst you guys. She probably is looking at all of you now. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> She's um, French. And <laughs> She's so, French. I can't remember what the movie's called, but Jennifer Aniston had this like tiny, tiny role in a horror movie. And then Friends oh, came God. out. Yeah. <laughs> and then she was on the front cover of all the posters and stuff like that. <laughs> Which I love. And, and so that's what you guys are going to do to Mel. <laughs> yeah. Actually, you know what? A bit of a spoiler alert. Uh, Joe.podcast exclusive. Yeah, Joe.podcast exclusive. So when we were, we actually have an EP lined up for release. We just need a couple of parts from some of the band members. But it's essentially done. And the EP's cover is literally just like, a uh, rotoscope picture of Mel. Oh, uh, I love that. <laughs> yeah, so that's coming soon-ish. Let's hope the international borders open up so we can get to work. You know. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you guys, you're very hardworking. You get along very well. It's 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 really nice. You, you're in a funny stage, um, like everyone else. It's a bit tricky, but it's nice to see you guys have persevered very nicely. You know, there's there's that whole meme about Vision saying, what is grief if not love persevering? What is references if not clever persevering? I don't know. I'm running out of gas at the moment and I think I need 
I think it's bedtime for us. This is the latest uh, I've gone and recording a podcast. Ash, Evan, Sam, thank you all for coming on. Um, Thanks for having us. Sorry, where can they find the Clever References? So I mentioned that it's very easy to Google the Clever References. So we're on YouTube. We're on Spotify. Just the Clever References. No funny business like real Clever References or whatever. Just look up the Clever References. You'll find us on Google. But YouTube specifically and Spotify is the platform that we're working to build. Excellent. All right. See you guys around. Ciao. Bye-bye.